Hello, welcome back to Creative Chit Chat. I'm Ryan McLeod and this week it's episode number 47. I'm really pleased to say again that we're sponsored by the DCA Print Studio this week. And I asked Anis what her favourite thing in the print studio was. Um, <laughs> that's really difficult. I personally tend to do almost all the processes. I like trying different processes and learning new things. So I, d- I never settle on one completely. I'm quite enjoying seeing what people are doing with 3D printing these days. And one of the things that I particularly enjoy is when people use uh, the new technologies, such as 3D printing, laser cutting, um, and combine it with the old-fashioned printing methods using uh, heavy presses and all that sort of old technology to print new materials, really. And, and that's keeping both areas alive and interesting for people. And I suppose we've got a bit of a tie-in this week in that um, Scott Hudson is on the podcast. And he's a technician within the uh, within the print studio at the DCA, um, amongst a few other things that we'll get into. But I mean, one of the things we do chat about is that the fact that DCA is it's a world class facility, um, and we're actually really quite privileged in Scotland that the the major cities have publicly funded print studios, um, and that's not really the case all over the world. Um, and we're we're in quite a privileged position as a country um, in regards to printmaking and. We have some great facilities right on our doorstep. And I mean, DCA are trying to make it as affordable as possible. Registration for a year is £48, which I mean, it's less than a pound a week, really, to get access to, to all that kit. And if you're a student um, or if you're claiming benefits, then you get that half price, so it's £24 for the year. If you're sort of not ready for that full membership, you can dip your toe in the water and uh, go on one of their courses. And actually, DCA have just launched. Uh, their new program called Get Creative and you can find out all the different range of activities they've got um, planned that you can get involved with. Um, They've got a whole new brochure out from spoon carving to 3D printing to pulp paper making um, to screen printing, uh, what Scott's going to talk about. It's all in this one brochure, everything uh, is there for you. So if you go to cccdundee.com forward slash get creative um, you'll find the details there um, the print studio again the doors are open um, Tuesday to Thursday 11 till 9 uh, Friday and Saturdays is 11 till 6 and they're closed on Sunday and Mondays um, but they're really open the guys there really want you to come in whether you've got an idea whether you want to find out more whether you want a nosy whatever just get yourself through the doors um, and go and say hello so um, Scott Hudson uh, as I mentioned, the technician at DCA, but he is an artist and a printmaker in his own right. He started the Dundee Print Collective, who, if you're not familiar with them, um, essentially they're an open collective. Anyone can come along, create a print, whether you're from a creative background, whether you have an idea, whether you don't. It's an amazing initiative. Uh, it's been running for a while now, and um, they're up to their eighth exhibition um although they've done ones in between this one's called edition four um and after a chat actually uh, scott convinced me to be part of it so to come up with their own print so um this week i'm going to be getting in there and getting my hands dirty and doing a bit of screen printing 
Uh, but edition four is going to be open from the 16th to the 19th of December um, in the VRC in the DCA. So go and check that out. I mean, I think there's about 60 people printing, so it's going to be an amazing spectacle. Um, and yeah, Scott talks about it in, in great depth in the podcast. It sounds like it's going to be great. I'm excited to, to sort of be involved with that. In terms of the podcast going forward for the next couple of weeks, we've got two weeks before the sort of festive break, um, and we're going to go to Arbroath. Um, we're going to do a little feature, um, slightly up the coast. Um, we've got Jamie Simpson uh, from Sacred Grounds next week, uh, the coffee roasters in Arbroath, and then we've got Scott Byrne from Hospital Field House, um, the artist residency, amongst many other things, um, in the last one of 2017. Uh, then we're going to take a jump to probably around about the 20th of January and the podcast will be back and it'll be episode 50 which will be me. Um, I've done the recording already, uh, Lyle Bruce is kind enough to facilitate the chat. Um, he assures me it was great but now I sort of feel all the pangs and what it's like to be a guest and I can only apologise to everyone I've had on um, and now realise the fact that you never quite get to say everything that you want. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the easiest um, being a guest. And, I mean, Lyle reassures me that it is, is a great episode, but um, hopefully it is. Um, I'm also not being allowed the editing rights to that. Uh, Lyle didn't think it was fair. So we're going to pass the editing on to Sam Gonzalez, who you probably know from the podcast or from being part of the Beans podcast. Um, so he's going to put it all together and then I'll put it out without having listened to it, um, which will be interesting for sure. So one last thing just before we jump into the episode and that is about this coming Sunday, so Sunday the 10th, um, we're going to be at um, Dunty's Urban Market in Westward Works. Um I know that some of you will remember from last year we made some wrapping paper, me and Katie Guthrie and uh, a bunch of anti-Christmas cards uh, we're doing the same, plus we've got a bunch of prints on sale as well um, and some podcast stuff will be up there so if you want to come and do that, see that it's at Westward Works and it's 12 till 6 on Sunday we will be there with a little stall, there'll be lots of great independent producers um, from the city or in and around and it should be awesome I'm quite looking forward to it. So come down, have a chat, buy some nice things, tick some gifts off the Christmas list. Um, but yeah, that's me. I'm finished plugging. Let's get on with it. I know this was quite a long one. Sorry. Um, but there was lots lots of boxes to tick this week. So let's go. Um, episode 47, and this is with Scott Hudson. My first time to Dundee ever was um, for my interview to get into DJ Cad. Uh, it was like kind of that week, that period of your life when you're scooting about the country with your big eight-o <laughs> black folder with them razor-sharp handles while the the plastic inserts. So I had a week of going from literally one end of the country to the other, and it was from Dundee, Cornwall, back to Scotland, Edinburgh, and I think it was Manchester and somewhere else. And this was all in the space of a week, so. The first, the first journey was up to Dundee, and that kind of came up not really thinking about it. Really, um, I've been recommended by uh, a tutor when I was in Sunderland doing the foundation course. Um, he said well, you should try the Scottish universities because obviously being down in England, you would just sort of concentrate on uh, 
um, what you know sort of thing and it's a, it's a different system down there so it was just kind of a an off chance really uh, I applied to Dundee and Edinburgh and Dundee was the first first interview so that week came up on the train and everything's a bit of a blur you know you're going past and so your head's spinning and uh, I remember coming up the one thing I totally remember when I came to Dundee is obviously the view coming over the the, the tier realising going wow didn't realise it was here and the only thing I knew about Dundee at the time really I kind of forgotten stuff which I'll explain in a minute but it was that the two football teams were very close together so I've been a bit of a football fan so when you get off the train station it's like the train station which has now been knocked down you've got them big stairs that used to come up from the platform and at the top of the stairs was a um, a little news kiosk thing I remember like sort of trying to hike this big folder up the stairs like, like in agony really like your little fingers sort of losing circulation and sort of come to the top and then looking straight ahead and there's a carousel with loads of commando magazines on it the little uh, sort of little dinky uh, sort of boys comics and I was thinking I haven't seen them for probably 10-15 years or something it used to be a bit of a reader and then it dawned on us I was like ah right aye. it's Dundee it's, it's the it's the home of the Beano and the Dandy, uh, and then I thought, done my interview. That's that's the only bit I can kind of remember of my first trip was like coming into the train station and then going up the Perth Road, and obviously the interview went okay because I got accepted. Uh, didn't get accepted anywhere else, so this is <laughs> this is the right place for us, really. I made your life easy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't want to go anywhere else actually after seeing Dundee. Um, so that was when was that? I started. Illustration and printmaking uh, in 1993, and pretty much that was the first time I got. Once I got into that course, which is kind of a bit of a unique course, it was it was in the design school at the time. The DJ Card had two print studios. Um, DJ Card back then, back in the day, um, was actually an autonomous institution. It wasn't fully affiliated with the university. Um, it was it an independent art school, pretty much. You used to get your degrees through uh, Dundee University. So the design school and the fine arts school, they both had their own print studios. And at the moment, it's kind of there's the print studio that's like a faculty-wide facility. So when I done this course in illustration, yeah, the illustra illustration printmaking and the graphic design course, they had their own print studio effectively. Um, and that was basically our going to juice to printmaking. And you had to do printmaking, I mean, it wasn't something that you just sort of dabble in, it was, it was a big part of the course. And pretty much that's where I got the got the book for it. I mean, I realised, you know, I probably wanted to be an illustrator of some sort back then, uh, thinking you, know, you kind of got a drawn, and then you, you come to our college and you realise, oh God, now there's much better people that's <laughs> around than me. Uh, and but it was a it was a great studio, but like I say, it's not there anymore. Um it's where the illustration studio uh, student studios are down on the bottom floor, the Crawford building. Um but there was a, a tutor at the time, Bob Fraser, he was a cracking guy and he was very enthusiastic about printmaking, you know, about getting people into the studio. He's a bit of a character. And I just like being down in in that space, working away. And it was a, you know, I, got, I mean, a lot of the presses that are over in the other space were down in that space, like the big world uh, relief presses, the ones with the eagle, uh, the Columbia with the the big brass eagle, or they were like something from the Wild West, black and gold, and it just had loads of um, 
it was like a jungle. It was full of cheese plants. The studio, you know, you just and you just sitting there working away, and I think the first thing I done was a bit, a bit of lino cutting, relief printing. Nothing amazing. I've still got these prints, or my family still got these prints. I think it was like a, a cut, a black and white lino cut of a tin of beans, like a spilled tin of beans, <laughs> tin of beans as a uh, as a starter, and then an etching. You know, I did. I never done an etching. Didn't even know what one what it uh, was, uh, and got right into that. And you know, if anyone's done an etching, you know, it's like a quite a laborious process. Uh, there's a lot of prep. You get you take your metal, you degrease it, you polish it, you file the edges down, you put a you put what's called a hard ground, which is like a wax onto the surface, and then you draw into that surface. And it's quite daunting. It's like the like the um, the blank sketchbook syndrome, you know, like you make that first mark using a needle, you know, a scribe. I've done this drawing and then that was like the initial drawing and then you do your tonal work, which is sort of a very staged process of putting the plate in and out of, the, well, then it was an acid mix to etch it. So in a process called aqua tinting, so you put a fine dusting of powder on the plate, blah, 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 loads of work, loads of tones. Then you ink it up, so you come to the printing, and uh, that's sort of putting your plate down onto the press, putting some paper down on top, putting the blankets down on top of that, putting it through the press, and then it's the big reveal, peeling everything back, and then I pull back the um, the piece of paper, and I'm like, oh no. And I'd done a little illustration of planet Earth, like these little guys sitting, and I realised I'd drawn planet earth the right way around so when i come to print it it was back to front I was just like oh, no bloody print me again uh, and my dad's got that print on his wall now and now so every time i go back it reminds us like sometimes i'm crap at printmaking <laughs> but then surely you just need some like post rationalization about a backwards world or yeah something. you know man, yeah yeah so yeah totally it's all it's all going tits up <laughs> uh, so i so that was that basically that was me. I had you know, three, uh, yeah, sort of three years at college, two years, three years. Um, wasn't a great student, you know. I, I was kind of good uh, printmaking. I'd, I'd done a bit of etching. I'd done a bit of lino, a tiny bit of lithography. Um, didn't actually do that much screen printing back then. It was weird. It was kind of more the graphic design students were. We're doing more of that rather than the illustration students. I don't know why. Um, it's probably because a lot of their work was maybe going into more like publishing, and at the time, then it was still commercially screen printing was happening. But it was kind of that time when um, Macs were coming in. You know, there was there was started uh, rooms were starting to be taken over for Mac suites. I remember, I totally remember what happening and things were getting thrown out. You know, like uh, letterpress. You know, I know you've done an interview with uh, John Eason, the letterpress man, and he was talking about this. And on a smaller scale to what he was talking about, that was happening everywhere, and it happened in uh, in DJ Card. So you know, there's only certain things you got you got a shot of, and they were moving away, like and going digital. So I kind of knew printmaking. There was a lot more to it, and I'd only sort of dabbled with it at the time, and really enjoyed it. Um, and, it's, and I kind of thought, well, okay, this is this is the kind of thing I like. I'm, like, do I like being in that sort of space? 
I like the processes, I like um, <clears throat> going from stage to stage. And I thought, well, if I was going to have a career in the arts, this is, this is the type of thing I would like to do, in some capacity or other. Uh, but it wasn't for, I finished, finished college, uh, kicked about in Dundee for a while, like what a lot of people do, you know, trying to find yourself, working in cafes and restaurants and such. Um, and then I left Dundee for a few years. Uh, left, well, when did I leave? 1998. And then I came back in 2001. So it was a few years and it was just that bit of traveling around, working, working other places, sort of scratching itch. But I always had a bit of a notion that I'd, I'd like to come back to Scotland, back to Dundee. Because at the time, when I left Dundee, so that was like 1998, the DCA was getting built. Hmm. And it was just a building site at the time. You, know, you used to walk past it every day and it was the old garage, I bought it up. Um, and the printmaking facilities in Dundee were down at the Seagate, in the Seagate printmakers, which had been there for decades. Um, I know I, I actually never used that facility when I was here because I, I had access to the to the um, facilities in DJ CAD, so there was, there was kind of no reason for us to use them. So was this, the Seagate like a commercial printing? Yeah, facility? it was more like a, co a cooperative. So I mean, it was you know it was a very much loved place. Uh, it's effectively the, the print studio that's in DCA now is the Seagate because everything moved over. Oh, like okay. it, some of the stuff. Um, uh, it used to have its own gallery space as well, so and it'd been there, I think, I don't know, probably about 20 odd, 25 years or something. So in Scotland, every city, you know, you've got Peacocks in Aberdeen, you've got Dundee uh, Print Studio, which is in the DCA now, you've got Edinburgh Printmakers, you've got Glasgow Printmakers, and now you've got the Highland Print Studio, which is in Inverness. Scotland's kind of unique, it's a unique landscape for uh, in the world for, for printmaking. Every city, considering Scotland isn't a massive uh, country in terms of travelling between different cities, you can get access to a, a, a public uh, print studio with fantastic facilities. So that was kind of a me reckoning on coming back to Scotland. I thought, well, you know, I've done me a bit of travelling, I've had a bit of fun. I thought, well, I'll come back. I've still got pals living in Dundee, sort of get a flat, and then uh, join up the print studio in the DC uh, when I come back and. Uh, see where I go from there, really, and that was in two thousand and one. And when I came back, the DC was up and running. Uh, I had a pal who was working in the print studio, Natalie Russell, who works at the uh, art college now. And it took us a little while to sort of uh, get the gusto to go in. I was a bit nervous about going in, into the DC. You forget about people sort of going into new buildings and spaces because uh, you know you're in there like all the time now. But uh, I went, I'd been back in Dundee a couple of months, um, just sort of finding my feet. I said, right, it's about time. This is what I came back for, join up. So I went in, met my pal, um, signed up and just started, picked up from where I'd left it, you know, I'd done a bit of etching, a bit of line up. But then realised, looking at the, the, the space itself, the DCS space, they had like lots of new kit, which I hadn't seen. Like these big screen printing tables, um, big massive etching tables and that leaves like oh we'll do this and we'll do that oh, yeah. and then she says we also um you know we'll work we we'll do education workshops for kids and stuff like that and you if you're looking for a bit of work uh, maybe you know, if you're hanging around they might they might something might happen 
And I thought, this is, you know, this is, this is great. Because so, at that point, you're just like an artist. You're producing your own... Well, at that time, I hadn't, I hadn't really done anything for ages because I'd been travelling. I'd been in Holland uh, sticking tulips in a box, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like arranging them nicely. That was the most creative thing I'd done for, for ages. Like. Um, and uh, rice cake factories as well, snatter jacks, a bit of plugging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'd come back and I, I was pretty much a blank canvas. You know, I hadn't done anything. It was like, jump back in, get into it. So it was kind of blowing the cobwebs off, getting into the studio and just sort of cutting a bit of lino and getting an etching plate on the wall. But the ball moved very fast because I was and I was kind of fortunate at the time that I came back, there was funding from uh, the Scottish Arts Council, which is Creative Scotland now. And there was a few people in the studio who were, had already getting this, these bursaries from um, uh, Scottish Arts Council for a course called CATS, Creative and Technical Skills. And it was to get artists into the studio and basically teach them how to do uh, traditional printmaking mediums, so etching, screen printing, lithography, uh, photography, and others. Uh, but teach them so they can pass on their skills, so you can sort of, it's kind of, you know, to retain skills and pass on knowledge. And there was an element of that was also to for arts education, so working with community groups. And that was working with the, the education department in DCA. So there was a second round of funding coming up, uh, and I applied for it, and I got the bursary, which was great. So I kind of got funding for a full year to get into the print studio. Um, I was kind of signing on and that as well, and doing sort of part-time work, um, and a bit of savings. But this one year, where effectively could get in the studio about three or four times a week. Uh, materials bill paid for, tutored in areas of printmaking which I'd never done before. And it kind of set us on a, it gives a good grounding for the next year Jimmy Cray, which was to, to work in the print studio. I got work, um, working with kids. Uh, and I was terrified, I remember like you for, first kid was like a uh, kids workshop was like with pretty much toddlers and I think I was more frightened of them than what they were of me and uh, it's just uh, uh, just you know doing all sort of baby talk with kids hi kids and it's just totally unnatural added at the time uh, you know it's a big learning curve uh, and it was quite that period of sort of moving back that year and then the subsequent year after that or so sort of finding your feet and establishing relationships back in the city and um, trying to get involved with things, you know, uh, it, it, was, it was good, sort of, a um, lot of hard work, a lot of running around and sort of just getting in and being sort of studious in the studio and sort of learning your skills, right, basically. So is this when you started to become a lot more involved in the screen printing side yes, of things? Yes, very much so, yeah. Pretty much, I hadn't, like I said, hadn't done a screen print at all at college. Um, and I'd done this creative and technical skills course, learned screen printing. Um, and then within about a year or so, I'm mean, sort of fast forwarding a little bit after the course, uh, I started working in the print studio. Uh, just part time, like a, a day or a day or two a week, and then kind of thrown into the, the deep end. I started teaching screen printing in the evening, and I'm like, oh god, right, okay, like, it's just I've got like one screen print to me name, and you're teaching like the evening classes. So uh, you just have to be like one step ahead of the people you're teaching. Yeah, that's that's the trick, right? You just always got to pretend. 
<laughs> so say it yourself, you know more than them. Right? Anything you do, you know more than them until you get some smarts who comes in the class. Uh, and then, you know, like I've, that's basically what I've been doing within the studio for uh, 15 years is teaching courses along with my colleagues, um, primarily in the, sort of the traditional areas of screen printing, etching, relief printing, so that's your line or cutting. Not 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 necessarily a woodcut because we'll get we we'll get specialist tutors to come in and do that, uh, and it's been great, you know, like um, uh, you know, like it's how it, well it's like working in a sweetie shop, you know, you've got all these different things there, and you want to try all these different things, or these different techniques, and you've got sometimes you've really got to like focus in on. I'll just do that for now, otherwise you get a little bit lost in. I have in the past been guilty of like sort of maybe fiddling and messing around too much with different things and going down dead ends. But I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. You're sort of trying things out and, and experimenting. But I wasn't, basically what I was trying to say, I wasn't a prolific screen printer hmm. back then. So like say 10 years ago. So I was teaching it quite a lot, but I wasn't actually using it myself so much in my own work. Because um, I was... I think more then I was in etching and photo etching and sort of embossing and, and relief printing. Um, and it's only been really, what, since about, in the last four years that I've kind of started using particularly screen printing in my own practice. And that's come about because of a project that me and a couple of friends initiated a few years ago, which is the Dundee Print Collective which has kind of been a bit of a game changer for myself and a few other people that have been in heavily involved with it in their own practice. Um, screen printing is great. I mean, screen printing is like, it's, it's pretty much like a chame the chameleon of, of a printmaker and it can take on the form or the aesthetic or the look of other types of printmaking. You know, it can look like a litho, it can look like a relief print or woodcut or a lino cut, in a sense, an etching as well. But, you know, if you're into photography, if you're into text, if you're into illustration, if you like painting, if you just like abstract, if you just like mark making, you can do all that in screen printing. It's just the technical side of getting them images onto a screen and burning it, and then doing that properly, and then preparing your screen, and then you're on the press and you're in. And then once you've got these sort of stencils on the screen, these open areas which you're pushing through the mesh, you, you know, that opens up with avenues as well because it's kind of permanently there until you clean the screen off and gives you the option of experimenting and what we call them uh, in printmaking proofing. So you're trying colours out, you're trying different papers, you're trying out um, different compositions and it's a little bit faster moving and probably I would say maybe a little bit more user friendly than an etching. Going back to my story when you're printing something backwards and you've been labouring over it for <laughs> For weeks uh, on a piece of metal, and once obviously if you made a mark on a piece of metal, it's kind of hard to sort of rectify it. And if you've if you've dug out some wood or lino, or you've removed that surface, you cannot really go back. Whereas in screen printing, it gives you an option to sort of clear is the best sort of word. Mm. And I think that's why it's probably I would say like you know cards on the table. It's it's probably the most popular area of printmaking. Certainly in our print studio, and I would say definitely in other print studios as well, and, and now in, in the art colleges. 
Um, so going back to Dundee Print mm-hmm. Collective, what what was the reason for starting it up? Then? Um, well, and I suppose for people who don't know, what what is it? <laughs> well, Dundee Print Collective is um, a collective of people. I wouldn't just say artists. Uh, um, who get together uh, for specific projects uh, based in the DCA Print Studio. Uh, so far, we've all, we've kind of been pr- working primarily in screen printing. And the idea is we sort of get together over a number of months or weeks working on a particular brief. So everyone's working to the sort of same uh, specifications, uh, uh, possibly a theme even in some instances, towards an exhibition. So the idea is is to sort of get people into the print studio, get people together, get making some artwork uh, and exhibit work. You know, it's, it's very simple. But it came about... Uh, so back in 2013, uh, Dundee hosted um, a, a printmaking conference called Impact. It's called Impact It, International Printmaking Conference. And Impact goes to a different city uh, every two years. So it'd been to like, uh, it started in Bristol um, about 20 years prior. Uh, it's been to like Helsinki, Berlin. Poznan in Poland, Johannesburg, um, Melbourne prior to, to Dundee. So, sort of, go, it shifts around from sort of centres of excellence for printmaking. And I kind of mentioned there about Scotland being uh, a bit of a, a, a centre of excellence for printmaking in itself, the whole country. You know, it's, it's got a strong heritage and tradition in printmaking. You've got these access to these facilities. And then Dundee itself, even more, more so, so flying the flag for Dundee. Um, you know, it's got it's got the facilities in the DC. Um, it's got uh, on the Perth Road. If you think about it, DC. Then underneath the DC, you've got the VRC. There's printmaking facilities in there, um, Visual Research Centre, and then up at the top end of the Perth Road in the Art College, you've got the printmaking facilities there uh, for uh, for the students. So on that stretch of road, you've got these three sort of world class printmaking facilities and. Also, uh, the city itself, like, like the, for instance, the McManus and the DCS learning departments, you know, the use printmaking as a, as a vehicle to sort of educate and engage uh, the community at all different levels. So, Dundee sort of won the, the toss, it's almost like the, the Olympics of print, uh, printmaking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's no corruption though I've uh, uh, to come to, to come to Dundee and that was 2013 and it was great it was a really successful event the location of Dundee just being sort of that size of city the whole city was involved the council the McManus the two universities um, the DCA and there was a bit of a, of, uh, a buzz and a vibe about the place and I was working uh as part of impact, like on the committee, you know, like organising things behind the scenes. So obviously, I was buzzing off that, heavily involved with a team of pals. And then at the same time, there was like, there was, there was a group of folk just sort of uh, graduating from DJ Card. There was a few folk who had graduated maybe a year or two prior to that. And we just became friends really around about that time, uh, working on impact and socialising, you know, going out in the pubs and that after. Um, and they were volunteering and I was working for the conference and 
I kind of knew the printmaking's great and there's all these different things and, and I've been involved in some stuff where I travelled uh, through printmaking and, and knew and understood it was like a great world to be involved with. Uh, quite fortunate to sort of uh, to sort of have knowledge and meet folk in, in this sort of uh, universe of printmaking. Um, so these guys who were friends, uh, we kind of were chatting, we'd seen some exhibitions as part of the uh, uh, impact and a, a few of them, a couple of them were like print collectives or like uh, or cooperatives maybe is another word. And it was, someone said, well, we should start a print collective. Dundee should have, have a print collective. We should get together and uh, try and do something. And we sort of, all right, and we're undenied. There was like about, you know, like four or five of us sort of this initial, initial initiated it. And then um, we didn't sort of just jump straight into it. You know, like, uh, it was like, right, okay, let's just be a print collective and start printing. And there's a, there's a few of us and we'll just do things together. We wanted to do, we were chatting, quite a lot in the pub about it after. And we wanted to do something slightly different or what we thought was slightly different um, in that we would start this project, the print collective, but we wouldn't make it exclusively for artists or even people we know um, who are artists. would open it up to as many people as possible uh, who, who want to engage in a, in a creative activity and try and not be too cliquey, you know? Um, and I think that's because of the nature of Dundee itself, you know, the size of the city, the, um, how people know each other, you know, we're hanging around with friends who come to openings and creative events in Dundee, but not particularly artists themselves. Um, but they're always there, the part, the, the part of that sort of bigger community, but you know, they're involved. And we thought, well, you know, we don't want to sort of go off and do things on certain days of the week or the weekends and just sort of run away and do things and some pals and friends are like, well, what are you up to? So we said, we'll do this, we'll open it up. And then I chatted with the DCA while I was working, still working. And I asked Danis Fitzhugh, the, the director of the print studio, my boss is like, I've got, we've got this idea. Um, and she's been very supportive. She's like, well, let's, let's do it. And it wasn't until the following year, actually, when we started uh, making stuff, we wanted to do it right. You know, we couldn't want to just say everyone just to pile into the print studio, like, uh, like say, like strangers and people like, oh yeah, I want to do this. You know, you know you've got to, like, I'll, so I've changed my hat between the artist in the print collective and Scott, the technician in the print studio, like, you know, where I'm a bit shouty, shouty, and like, <laughs> stop me on a mess. Uh, you know, there's the things you need to do and know in the print studio, you know, to have to get on and have a successful time in there, and you don't want to inundate yourself with people, you know, and then the experience for people involved is rubbish, you know. Like that. so, we have to give ourselves a timeline, working towards a goal of an exhibition, uh, and this is how we're going to do it. So we came up with this formula, which we've stuck with. Of uh, it's all we've always done screen printing. And we said, well, everyone has to work to the same size. And you can use, at the time, the first two exhibitions that were done, it was one colour and black only. So one colour layer and one black layer. And it doesn't sound much, seems a bit mean. Um, but 
and the reasons was uh, logistics wise it would get people in and out of the studio so people have never printed before so it, it doesn't complicate it mm. it also reins people in who've um got loads of printmaking experience and so i want to do like a, a 10 layer print so you know they're working within them parameters so it's a little challenge and a task to them and also realize when we're doing it it's it's got when you put all the work together uh so the first exhibition involved about 26 people we thought we'd get like 15 20 or something it was about 26 and when you put all the work together you know that, that one color black or just black is quite punchy and it's got a lot you know visually it's good it's so co cohesive uh and it just kind of worked went, oh this is good yeah we'll stick with that you know, like, yeah. Um, so everything you've done beyond that, have you stuck to those pretty, parameters? Kind of, I. Um, so that was so the first exhibition we exhibited in two thousand fourteen in Wasps Meadow Mill, and that was called Edition One, original title. Uh, and this, well, we've changed something since actually, because basically I thought it was trying to be a bit too clever, like. Um, a lot of the paper sizes in, in printmaking, they aren't necessarily like an ear size, like an ear two or an ear three, the old imperial sizes or strange like manufacturing uh, uh, sizes. And there was a nice piece of paper called Zirkal. It's a German paper. Uh, and it's nice for putting in a tube. You can roll it up and put it in a tube and think, well, if people are we're going to sell some prints or give them away, we can stick it in the tube. So we're kind of thinking everything, just simplify it, just make our life so much easier. Uh, but inadvertently, we actually made ourselves quite things harder by choosing this paper. Uh, so one sheet we tore it in half. And it was kind of like a longer, um, like a, almost like a banner ship. And I think it was sixty-four centimeters by thirty-eight centimeters. So that was the size of it. And it was one color black. So we've got these big long prints, which actually look quite cool. But the feedback we got, we've done edition one and then following summer edition two um, and another one actually so it was three shows we've done um, people couldn't buy <laughs> people couldn't buy frames for them so, <laughs> so I was like I thought we in cahoots with framers in town like for bespoke <laughs> framers so one thing that we have changed uh, this exhibition that we're working on now project which is edition four We've done eight projects, so there's been other projects in between the one, two, and three editions. Uh, and the last project, edition three, we've sort of uh, been working to year three size, just slightly smaller, um, a little bit more manageable. But then we've thrown in an extra colour, so you get two colours in black now, so we're really pushing the button. <laughs> yeah. And um, it kind of, yeah, I don't know, you, you don't want to mess with it too much, but it just kind of works. Um, and like I was saying, I'd never really done loads of screen printing for my own work prior to doing the print collective bits and bobs, working editions and stuff. But like that sort of way of working, sort of that design spec as such, or them parameters, I've, I've kind of used it in my own work slightly. Maybe it's given myself a little bit more leeway. And it's, it's helped me to sort of produce more work and I know it's similar for other people that's been involved in the collective. Mm. So edition four, you're working on that just right now? now yes. Right yeah. now. And when does that? So when's that coming out? The exhibition is the opening preview event is on December the fifteenth, which is a Friday night, and it's down in the Visual Research Centre. So that's level one. 
uh, in the centre space, level one in this year. So that's the first time we've exhibited there. Uh, the last few places we've exhibited is uh, Wasps Studios and the Vision Building. So we've got a new space, which is quite exciting. And what's the what's the theme? What's the brief? There's no theme for this. Like the edition one, two, three, and four. The only sort of parameters is the. You, know, you can use well two colours and black. Okay, so it's the restrictions yeah. of the uh, restrictions, yeah, uh, the design restrictions. So uh, year three has to be portrait looks better. Sort of when they're all, like sort of gridded or tiled, two colours and black, and there's no theme. So you know you, uh, we've got about almost seventy people signed up for this project. Wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's went a bit. It's, and they're all printing at, at DCA. Yes. Yeah. Not all at the same time, so we've been working on this for a few months now. Um, what we do is, we're like a well-oiled machine now, actually, when I think about it, I like, surprise myself. Um, we, you know, we've got, a, the, the, the print studio is an open public space, so it does lots of courses and classes, and you get people coming in and using it, so we have to kind of fit in, or, in and around that, so we're not taking over. And there's a limitation of how many people can get in the print and say one weekend or one evening. So we actually start, we give ourselves a good running to the projects. Sometimes like two and a half months, three months. Uh, maybe just take the odd weekend off. Um, but right now we're sort of midway in the thick of it. And yeah, we've got, we've got a list of names. It's pro yeah, it's touching about 74. Whether they'll all come in and print, so, yeah, you get a little bit far off. So we're kind of thinking, the crew, this is probably going to be our biggest project so far in terms of people being involved, which mm -hmm. is great. Uh, it's you know, it's um it's good. I mean it's um people see it as a way of sort of dipping the toe in in the world of printmaking, maybe it's getting into the studio without like a massive commitment. Um, uh, going back, to even myself thinking about like coming into the DCA and going into the space, you can be a little bit like hesitant or uh, um, put off. Maybe, I think it can know. be quite intimidating. Yeah, intimidating, so yeah. that's the word I was looking for, intimidating. And you don't, you know, you work there, you become familiar with it, you don't think about it, but if someone's new to, to that and they see people sort of busy and away working. So there's a kind of, you know, like, uh, come on in, try it out. This is all you have to do. And we do have a little bit of like a, keep it quite sociable. So. A lot of the time when at the weekend, uh, Saturday and a Sunday, we we'll get people who have travelled maybe from Glasgow, Edinburgh, uh, Aberdeen. People who maybe had a connection with Dundee before or just heard about, you know, they've, they've studied at uh, DC, uh, sorry, sorry, DJ Card. Um, so they make a bit of a weekend of it, you know, come back. So we keep it sociable, you know, we'll go in, we we'll do what we can, get printing, everyone helps each other out. We're at a stage now where uh, like the core members of the, the, the collective, like I'm always there because I work there, but you've, um, you've got the other guys, they come in and help out so they can sort of uh, show people the ropes on the presses or keep, you know, like wrap up what we say, wrap up for them, you know, take the pr uh, prints off the presses, so uh, keep an eye on people. And then one the, once the day's printing's done, we go to the pub. It's <laughs> an essential part of the whole print collective, you know? And then, then you do it all again the next day. Nice. Uh, another project I want to talk about is Print City. Mm -hmm. um, I, I came across it at the Dundee Design Festival, and it's this sort of, I suppose, well, the Westward works as this really stark industrial space, yeah. and then you filled it with these mad structures and shapes that have all been screen printed, right. and I mean the scale of it was amazing. 
and the fact that you could sort of wander in, under, and around is sort of not really how you normally experience print work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I suppose, like, how did that idea come about? How did that project come about? Um, well, myself and me printmaker and mucker, Paul Liam Harrison from the DJ Card, we've worked on loads of projects together. Um, and through Impact, mentioned Impact, the printmaking conference, out of that, another thing came called Print Festival Scotland. Uh, so it did leave a little bit of a market on the, on the city impact, you know, like there was a few sort of... It had some impact. Yeah, like a creative footprint sort of thing. But yeah, the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was a, a like a, a, an entity that grew out of it called Print Festival Scotland. So in, uh, uh, impact, you know, it's just kind of academic. It's people doing papers and sort of... Uh, talking about printmaking, but we want to sort of like the social side getting out in the city, the other ways like printmaking can involve people. So that happened, Print, uh, print Festival Scotland, and then we followed it up. We had another Print Festival Scotland two years later, um, like, a, like a, a traditional uh, festival where lots of organisations and you have lots of different events uh, across the city and across the country. However, last summer, when was that? The Design, design Festival? This summer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. Right, this summer. Um, we've done something slightly different in that, uh, so the autumn before, so last autumn, we approached the organisers at uh, the Dundee Design Festival, Sean Partinson, basically hijacked him when he was having a coffee in, in the DC, uh, with a, pitched an idea for uh, the Design Festival in Westward Works. And the reason being was myself and Paul uh, Paul had this idea about like doing something in that space, Westward Works, that was print, solely printmaking, because of the history of the building. You know, it's an old print works, DC Thompson's, it's where they used to print the the, 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 the annuals, the beanos and the dandies and the bunties. And if you go in the building, you, know, you can still see evidence of uh, all the prints, you know, hand, printy hand marks down the walls and you can see where these presses are. So we thought, you know, it, it'd be great if we could do a big, immersive installation in in the space. We didn't have any money. Um, Print Festival of Scotland didn't have any money. We, we, our funding had finished. We've been done th- um, three years. So that the funding through the DCA. So Print Festival of Scotland is kind of a collaboration between DCA and DJ CAD. And we were very fortunate and that uh, the guys at Dundee Design Festival sort of took on our idea and supported it. And we had to wait until, you know, we had to sit it out a little bit until they knew what funding was coming. And we, we developed the idea of that period of time, you know, thinking about getting into the space. And it was Paul who said, it would know, be like a print city, you know, something that you can get in and sort of like reflect, you know, like uh, the environment that we live in, sort of bring the outside in to, to that space. And uh, you mentioned like these big sheets of cardboard. It all kind of kind of started like small scale. We made little uh, models and maquettes. Uh, it was like guys playing with Lego. It was great. Uh, just making these little cardboard sort of uh, structures, and that was using um, going back into the print studio and using the uh, the laser cutters which I've got there. So the print studio's got this sort of new CNC technology, and we were thinking, do we make boxes? Do we make uh, like uh, framework ships? We kind of went around in circles a few times about how 
how it should take form and shape and try different things out. We kind of sort of sort of got influences and ideas from other things that had happened. So the design festival prior to that, the, there was a project where they remade the uh, Victoria Arch with all the cardboard boxes. So there was a little bit of element of that there. And we'd also worked on a project, uh, sorry, some folk had worked on a project with us where they made lo loads of bird boxes, so sort of cardboard bird boxes, which were screen printed and then constructed. Well, that was like small scale, small uh, boxes. Um, so sort of like borrowing and stealing ideas and sort of mixing it up. And we eventually came up with the idea of using uniform flat cardboard ships. So we had about, I think we had about eight ships in the end. Um, using thick tri-wall card, which is like two inches thick. This is all very train spotty, sort of like, uh, <laughs> everyone's like, oh God, get on with it. Um, and basically the numbers were, I think we bought 200 sheets of this tri-wall card, um, which was three meters by two meters. So huge, huge sheets. And that all had to be like hand lifted into the space. The space that we had, which is on the on the first floor, so you go up the stairs, it's like the first big room that you go into. I, th I can't remember, it was like 700 square meters or something in size. It's, uh, it's huge, it was a bit daunting. And then we got access to this to the space um, before the festival, so it would start. So we come up with the idea that, and it was sort of Sean encouraged this, that it would become like a factory, like a production line, and people can see the the installation sort of get been getting built live, but we had to kind of start prior, uh, so there was something there when the festival started. Um, so the imagery and the artwork was from uh, public workshops, which we hosted in the DCA. Uh, so asking people sort of very simple questions like come and draw your city, uh, what's your favourite building, what's your favourite street, how will your city look, where's your favourite place, and we just stylized the right down. Same thing, limitations sometimes are good. Uh, we were just working black and white. So the whole thing was screen printed in black and white with these illustrations and patterns that people had drawn for us. And we took elements of these drawings and illustrations, sort of blew them up, inverted them, made patterns out of them, uh, put them onto huge screens and got into the space, got, uh, set up like a little fabrication production line and uh, tables and got a team of guys in. Uh, we're really fortunate that you know in Dundee that there's people who are really keen to sort of roll the sleeves up and help help out. So a few pals and uh, students came down and started printing, and we started printing these uh, these big flat sort of pre-cut ships. That was another thing we had a team of guys sort of cutting the ships out as well. Um, and we started slotting them together. It's like a kid's toy, you know, and you've got like a, two squares and you've got slots taken out and you mm. put them together. So we made these little models, which uh, to scale, and then you you putting these ships together, and in reality, you put two of these, two or three of these ships on top of each other, and you go, well, that looks great, but in reality, it's like nine meters high, and it's just like you've got five meters uh, before you hit the ceiling. So we had to sort of rework things and change things, and it was there's I think there's a time lapse uh, film of us like putting the things up so but if you watched it you could see things going up and down and getting moving around and uh, it was quite organic how it sort of developed uh, and we, we sort of started in the core core of the center of the room and 
worked our way out and built this sort of maze of uh, ships and streets and structures. Yeah, it was it was a great great project to work on. Yeah, it was amazing. Like sort of spectacle. As soon as you came in, it was the came up the stairs. It was the first thing you saw, and it yeah. just sort of hit you. And it looked yeah, yeah. the impact. It was just, there was a yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, there was a, uh, uh, there was like the arch. You know, if you remember, it was like these sort of like uh, sort of three arches. There's a guy, uh, Guillaume, came over from uh, uh, Quebec. He'd been in Dundee the year before for the Neon Festival, and he's a bit of a master and wizard in working in cardboard. So we kind of mentioned him, like, we're doing this project. And he said he wanted to work with Print Festival of Scotland, and we said, well, actually, we're doing this Print City thing. And he came over uh, specifically to come and work with us and make his uh, structure called Le Portal, the, 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 the portal. Um, and he brought it over in suitcases from Canada, which was amazing, all pre-cut. <laughs> and he he stayed on my sofa for like a couple of weeks, poor lad, and uh, got into the space and just glued these uh, structures together and uh, finished off. And it was it was it was amazing. So that was a bit like you walk through. And I, I mean, the feedback was good. It was it was really good fun. I mean, we're hoping it's actually still there in the building, oh. all packed up nice and tidily uh, through the back. That'll have a second life or a third life. Um, obviously, there's loads of cardboard, and you know, uh, you don't want to sort of stick it in the skip or anything like that. So, we're hoping if it doesn't get exhibited somewhere else, it possibly, uh, possibly it can be reused uh, for another project or two. Hmm. So, you will probably see Prince City pop one up here or there and hit that for the next five years. So. <laughs> I suppose beyond edition four uh, and beyond the rebirth of Print City. Mm-hmm. Um, what else does the future hold for you? For me or for the... For, for both. So for you personally me. and then for the... Um, I think... I, th- I think the print collective is going to be a big thing for another couple of years. Um, when we initiated and started, we, we didn't really think this is what it's going to be. We thought it'd be a few pals getting like say, getting together and inviting folk in, and it is popular, you know. Like we're we all sort of very chuffed with that, and then, but there's a lot of work to it, you know, to sort of keep it ticking over. And everyone, you know, everyone uh, has a couple of jobs and trying to do their own practice, and uh, it's spinning a lot of plates. So we've kind of been thinking just more recently in the last few weeks about maybe formalising it a little bit more. Uh, we don't have a website as yet. We've, we've got a holding page. Uh, uh, we're, we're on Instagram and Facebook, but we've got like a back catalogue, an amazing back catalogue of about, you know, prints from about eight projects. Um, and we need to do something with them, you know, like they should be you know, in an online shop or exhibited again. Um, we'd like to be, you know, like, you see the, the collective more as a platform for uh, to enable people to do things. So in the past, we've done like uh, printmaking prizes for students at, at, at DJ Card. We maybe like to do more things like that. So you know, like open open um, opportunities for people to get into printmaking and you know use it as part of their practice. So we become more of a thing established, and that might entail that someone is actually employed to do it. Not myself, uh, maybe he's one of the team or something, part-time. Um, and I think that will push us on a little bit. We're, we are actually, at the moment, applying for a project to go to uh, Santander in Spain uh, in September next year. Another impact conference, basically. 
So all being well, if we're successful, next year will be a very busy year for the collective. So I'll be part of that, obviously uh, busy with that. Um, and I've also um, I'm involved with another project uh, me, me, uh, with Paul Harrison, uh, my partner in crime with printmaking. Uh, it's called the State of Print. So that is basically we've started a new country called the State of Print, uh, <laughs> with some uh, artists in Ireland. Um, this is another collaborative project. It's sort of in its infancy, um, but basically it's kind of looking at the uh, how printmaking is uh, essential in everyday life and or, uh, authority, even or anything about money, stamps, documentation, flags, uh, rules, regulations, and the absurdity of it all, considering the current climate and where we are, we thought, well, you know, let's have a little bit of fun with this. So, yeah, we're going to uh, start a new country. So... If you're looking for a cushy desk job, just give us a give us a shout. <laughs> <laughs> so if if anyone does want to find you online or get in touch, how do they do that? Yeah, well, uh, Dundee Print Collective. So you can drop us an email at dundeeprintcollective at gmail .com. Um We do we've got a holding page at the moment for the website, so that is uh, dundeeprintcollective.com. Uh, we're on Instagram and we're on Twitter, which is Print Dundee. And uh, I'm on Instagram as a Brog Printer, uh, and I'm on Twitter. Well, I've got that many accounts, I can't remember what it is. Uh, I'll just put it in the show notes. It's all right. Editions, puts in editions. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks to Scott for coming on and doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, as I've said with a lot of the guests recently, we could have chatted for for two hours easily, and it would still have been fascinating. Um, yeah, it was lovely to hear his journey and, and how he's got to where he is, and, and I mean, the, the real success of Dundee Print Collective. And I would urge a lot of people to just go and have a go the next time it comes around. Um, yeah, go and follow those guys and find out what's happening and get involved in the next print. But uh, before then, you can go and see this um, edition, so edition four, sixteenth uh, to the nineteenth at the BRC in the DCA. Go check that out, and if you're out and about um, Dundee on Sunday, come along to the Urban Market at Westward Works, and you can come support the podcast. Come say hello, meet Fred the Basset Hound. He will be there. But yeah, come along, meet him, and yeah, twelve to six Westward Works on Sunday the tenth. Um, all that remains for me to say is, well, actually, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at CCC Dundee, and on Facebook it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash CCC Dundee and you'll be able to keep that up to date over the festive break um, and I'll let you know when we're coming back and what's happening in the new year but yeah uh, last thing to do is to say thank you again to our sponsor this week which is the DCA Print Studio um, do go and check out their new um, calendar all the events all the classes that we've got going on there that's cccdundee.com forward slash get creative and that'll give you all the information that you need and also they make some great Christmas gifts um, families, friends something a little bit different um, it's a great idea yeah go and check it out that's it. Until next week. Goodbye.